Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. The automobile is the most romantic of all machines. Romantic because it is personal and it delivers people to places they want to go in a style they have come to enjoy presently and nostalgically. Oh my goodness, you got romantic. What happened to the romance of your ride? With the increased number of cars came real personal freedom of movement and the much-talked-about love affair with the motor car. Ah, the love affair. You listening, are you driving with a love affair right now? Do you have that relationship with your ride? Automobile is a vehicle that must contain a driver, passengers, and cargo. Well, wait a minute. There was something stated that was very important. That was a driver. A driver. A driver. A driver. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, <laughs> one of the most important things, and you listening are saying, well, Frank, what are you talking about, driver? I'm driving. Well, many of you reached out and said, hey, wait a minute. You're getting too technical. All this autonomous platform, robot driving, self-driving cars. Well, I invite you to our special edition, Classic Cars. The art, the style, the history. Look, some of you got speakers right now that aren't working that great. You need to turn it up a little bit. This is your show. All things car, talk, your show. Wrench Nation, welcome back. Susie's in-house. Welcome, Susie. Hello, what you... everyone. Susie, I'm, you know, what I thought to myself, this was an incredible show to prepare for. Because I was born in 1969. I missed most of the era. <laughs> Many of you listening can feel the same. And that's why you want to stick around. Because we have a special show. We're going to journey. We're going to journey, Susie, to a time going back to the brass era of the flying teapot. Now, some of you are saying, wait, Frank, what's a flying teapot? Wasn't that a ride at Disneyland? Well, could be. Boy, I don't like that ride at Disneyland. <laughs> it's scary, huh, Frank? How many of you have been out there on that little teapot? <laughs> We're talking about the flying teapot. It actually goes straight, and that was uh, part of a time, late 1800s, a special time, a magical time, where we went from horse and carriage. That was a big affair, horse and carriage. People competed amongst horses and carriages. They looked at each other and said, the hooves on your horse, there's something wrong. <laughs> What I'm talking about is the brass era, a wonderful era, the brass era, where we went from horse and carriage, and the flying teapot was celebrated as the Stanley Steamer. We're going to get to that. We're also going to go into a very wild time of the vehicular art and design, and that was right in the roaring 20s and 30s. We're also going to cover... One of the biggest things that happened that was a major notch in that history of classic cars, and that was development of something simple that you take for granted today. You're driving on it. And that was the advent of, well, we got to get out of these dirt roads. We better make some roadways for these vehicular motions. And there was an era that covered the way that vehicle was designed. And so classic cars were going deep into the history, the lore, the legend, the style, the grace, the elegance. Susie, you got elegance happening in your life right now. I do have elegance in my life. And you know, at the garage, we are giving away ding-dongs and ho-hos and 
snowballs to all of our oh, dads. I got, oh, yeah, my gosh. That is, I got to clap that for our daddy dads. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that we're doing, you know, we like to celebrate life in our little garage, and we are grateful. And many of you listening, uh, mechanics and technicians from across the country can relate to this. You know, when you can celebrate things, uh, you know, in the back shop, it can get a little, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff cooking. 100 million lines of code we got to diagnose in an hour. But those ding-dongs do pay off. So what you're listening to, folks, is uh, Susie's talking about the Twinkie Festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but sometimes life is good when it's crazy. It is. And what the Twinkie Festival is all about is we invite you, Father, Papa, Dad, to just stop by the garage. Mm-hmm. Now, normally you'll come by for our famous coffee. But in this case, you're going to stop by. We're going to give you a hug and celebrate Dad's Day with a Twinkie. <laughs> yes. And happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Yeah. So we really enjoy hanging with you every Wednesday. If you're catching us on the Replay Podcast, you guys are rock stars. We appreciate you uh, tuning in every Sunday, of course, loaded up onto iTunes. And for our listeners, every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on KFNX, you guys get a special clap. But not so much, because you're not listening live. Sorry, you KFNX <laughs> listeners, because when you listen live, boy, we got in-studio guests coming, and I've got an announcement. Are you ready? I'm ready. The announcement. We could not journey classic cars. We could not go through time without one of the leading authorities. If you're going to buy a luxurious classic car, or perhaps something a little more modern, you could not have a topic about this history without one of the premier sites, ClassicCars.com. We got Roger Falcioni, and I hope I didn't butcher Roger's name. He'll let me know here in a little bit. But we are going to have Roger hang in here next segment. He's going to join us, uh, ClassicCars.com, a great site uh, that has some amazing information and, of course, uh, peddling of some of the most wondrous used uh Classic cars out there. You name it, it's on there. And then uh, many of you are saying to yourself, well, great, Frank, I'm going to listen to your classic cars show. But what are you going to tell me? I've got one in my driveway. Perhaps your wife may have said, when are you going to finish it? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you listening can relate. <laughs> well, I'll get to it. But first, I got to fix the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have to meet that category of need, you mechanical maniacs. The legendary, and I say legendary because this man is a talent, Ken Vela, Wicked Customs, mm-hmm. is going to be joining us out of Huntington Beach, uh, Huntington Beach, California, and he has some amazing builds. He's going he's gonna to give us some tips on what not to do with your restoration. One, I think number one tip with a restoration is to keep your spouse happy. That's number one. I would say number one. Now number one. Yes. So there's your show, Classic Cars. Call in. We'd like to hear from you. And of course, always, no matter what the conversation, we take your your calls regarding any car care needs. Perhaps you got a clunkety clunk, a check engine light flashing, it's looking funny at you, and you're just tired of all that. 480-655-8870. Give us a call. This is your show. Uh, until then, we did have a few samplings of some car questions. And of course, you guys are rock stars for reaching out on Facebook. We've always said 24-7. Facebook direct message. We decided, amongst all the social media madness, Facebook, because Zuckerberg said so, 
is where you can reach us. <laughs> so with your car questions, certainly reach out, direct message, Wrench Nation. Pull over right now. We don't want you texting and driving or call 480-655-8870. So we had a few questions. Uh, Moses asked a very important question, and it makes mechanics, because we get these kind of questions, Susie. We do. And it was a simple question that Moses asked, and he said, what could be going on with my car? It's hesitating when I take off. Now, in all reality, we want to know the who, what, why, when, and where, but I think that's enough food to cook something. Yep, and that's pretty common symptom. He didn't have a check engine yeah. light. So I want to bring to your attention a couple things. Many of you driving may have this sort of hesitation. We always laugh and say it's the Macarena. The Macarena should be happening when you're <laughs> throttling your vehicle. Now, that hesitation could be attributed to two areas, and I want folks to understand, especially with direct injection engines. Carbon is the enemy, that black broccoli. It is a byproduct of engine oil and gas, people. Understand, it. look, you used oven cleaner in the past. I'm sure you have. Absolutely. The inside of that oven is what your combustion chamber and all those fuel injectors could look like. And that is a big problem. So, number one, if the check engine lot is not on, you may want to have a decarbon. Right. And we, over time, don't really feel that buildup. We're not going to feel it, and it's too late. And too late means I'm on my way to the opera. I'm on my way to see Metallica. I'm just on my way, car, do what I need. So that's the teeth cleaning. So he may have a problem with uh, carbon buildup. Second to that, I invite you, something you can do, people. It's not difficult, and certainly bring it up to your mechanic. If an engine mount is separated, it's rubber, sandwiched between two metal brackets. It is uh, designed to keep that engine stable in its cradle. If the mount is separated, it can cause that engine to move up, and it will feel like a sort of hesitation. It may also cause a problem with the way shift points are happening. I love shift points. Can we get, can we zen shift points? Shift Shift points. points. All right. So there you have it. Thank you, Moses. You guys know Wrench Nation Facebook. You can direct message us with your questions, uh, call us right now, 480-655-8870. We're talking classic cars, but first we got to get to some automotive news. Ah, the muckety-muck, the muckety-muck, the muckety-muck. There is a muckety-muck happening. Maybe not for you driving, because right now you're peaceful. You're probably... Dead in traffic, listening to our show. You're calm and collected. But right now, many automotive manufacturers are feeling a bit mucky muck. Mucky muck. Why, Frank? Because they're nervous. Nervous about what, Frank? Autonomous driving. The exact opposite of the show topic. But we got to cover this. Toyota is diving into the ride-hailing services. GM has. Waymo's coming. It's here. Google. Uber. Lyft. All these names, boy, you mentioned these names five years ago that people look at, what? Stop cursing at me. (laughs) What did you just call me? But Toyota has said they cannot stand by. Now, of course, they're not nervous people. They're a powerhouse. But they are going to dump what is just over $10 billion. Put your little pinky. $10 billion dollars to a group, Singapore's Grab Holdings. They have the largest... Uh, sort of uber technology like company 
because Toyota wants to grab some of that business. Now, to give you perspective, GM spent half of that, which is still respectable. When you put a B in front of the Illions, you get a capital R, and that's respectable. (laughs) So Toyota is looking to actually jump into the the whole autonomous arena, and uh, that is a bit of the news, and that news uh, is going to continue with the autonomous rides. We are going to bring our next guest. Have you ever thought about selling your classic ride? I don't care what it is. It could be a stainless steam pot if you got one of those things, (laughs) or it could be a classic 1955 Chevy. Stay tuned. We got Roger Falcioni of ClassicCars.com next. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to PartsAuthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. PartsAuthority.com. This is Wrench Nation. Nothing's wrong. Call or text your questions now. Who's gonna drive you home? 480-655-8870. Well, all right. Welcome back. Wrench Nation. 480-655-8870. You guys rock. Joining us every Wednesday, live here at uh, Evitz Pulse, 88.7 The Pulse. Before we start pulsing the show topic, uh, classic cars, we're going to take a dive into the history. We've got JB. JB's got our challenge question. Welcome back, JB. How are you, partner? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me back on. Now, we, we want to challenge the folks. They've, they've been pretty studious, non-Wikipedia, non-Google-like, I hope. <laughs> what is your challenge question as we're going to be giving a surprise to the winner? Oh, cool. When going to car shows, did you see see that there's an overabundance of classic cars from the 50s and 60s, but you don't see many from the 70s? So today's question is based on that fact. It's true or false. Two of the main reasons that you may not be seeing 1970 cars is the oil embargo and the addition of emission controls to vehicles. True ah. or false. True or false? That's the question. It's a good point you bring up. I mean, I've seen my fair share of 70s, but overwhelmingly, it seems like 50s and 60s. One more time, let's repeat it. What is the question? True or false? Two of the main reasons for this were that the oil embargo occurred and addition of emissions controls were added to vehicles. There's your question, people. True or false? 480-655-8870. You can text or... Hey, give us a call. It's all good. Susie, what are we giving out? The peoples? What are they? They want to know what they're going to win if they get this right. Yeah, Frank. So we've got a handy dandy light grip. It's unlimited flexibility, quality oh. anodized aluminum construction, powerful magnetic base for maximum hold. It comes in red, black, and blue anodized colors. And today, Frank, we've got a blue one. Oh, gosh. Susie, did you? That was like QVC style right there. Wasn't that fun? That was good. So just know you caught bits and pieces. This is a pretty cool magnetic flashlight holder for you rock stars on the weekend or some of my fellow wrenches out there that may use this uh, in the bays. 480-655-8870. True or false? You heard the question. If you can give us an answer, text us. 
Uh, JB, thank you so much for the challenge question. We are going to have JB in studio next week all the way from Pennsylvania. It's too nice, warm. The weather's too nice. He said he needs some of the 110-degree weather. 113 today, Frank. You need to get a little baked. (laughs) Yeah, you are going to get baked. We're going to bake it right here, baby. All right, good having you on, JB. The challenge question, wiser advisor from Bolt-On Technology. You know, Susie, we talked uh, back in time, late 1800s, uh, early 1900s, that Stanley steamer was a real deal. I mean, again, that was probably one of the first things going from the traditional horse and carriage. And remember, people were like, it's like Uber and Lyft. Uh, I'm not ordering a car. I'm going to drive. So that was the feeling that people had. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the flying teapot, as it was called. Uh, it actually set the record. Do you guys want to know what the record was for the Stanley Steamer? It was a steam function vehicle. What, what was, was the record? Record, was the record for the fastest mile in an automobile in 1906. 28.2 seconds. Ooh. That's not, what? The world's, that don't make sense, does it? <laughs> that don't make sense. I'm reading this. It's, I don't know. Somebody fact check me. 480-655-8870. <laughs> Uh, we need to talk to the producers of the show because they did not vet this information. And we <laughs> have no judges here. 28 seconds. That Gosh, I don't think John Force is doing 28 seconds in a month. <laughs> so uh, we want to welcome, gratefully, we have Mr. Roger Falcioni from ClassicCars.com. Welcome to the show. Great to be here. Yes, yes. And so ClassicCars.com, we thought it would be really fitting. Uh, the authority out there, if you're buying or selling a classic car... ClassicCars.com. Tell us about the site. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I love being here. ClassicCars.com is uh, the leading uh, online place for classic cars. Uh, We have over 30,000 cars, over 2.5 million visitors per month. So it's a very active uh, marketplace. That's huge. That's huge, yeah. It's like a swap meet on online. It's but a swap meet online, you bet. Now, wait a minute. So if I wanted to come to you and sell a, a 1984 Chrysler Baron, I can come on the site? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. $99.99 uh, to uh, put the ad up on the site. It stays up until it's sold. Uh, so, and we have, uh, you know, great folks that uh, take your calls. and Yeah, and, uh, we've got a caller on hold. We're going to get to you just in a real quick sec. But what I really admired, um, anytime we can have the passion, like we do what we do, but when we can have the passion by education and, you know, helping future generation, tell us about recently you you guys kind of teamed up with the 2015 Jeep Wrangler Unlimited with the support of some of the talents out of the SEMA event. Yeah. Tell us about that. Sure. So one of the things that we're really uh, passionate about is bringing younger people into the hobby, if you will. This program was great. Uh, about 100 students from a high school in Santa Fe. Yes. Working on a 2015 Jeep and customizing it and so forth. So they had help from SEMA and 20 other companies donated parts and so forth. So it was a lot of fun. These folks, uh, the kids had a great time. And the really cool thing, Fred, is that the program now can be pushed out to the rest of the country and tried in different high schools. That is awesome. So anything that we can do like that. And SEMA has another program, Fred, called the Young uh, the Young Guns. And uh, those are young builders that they're trying to bring up and give them a chance uh, to I love uh, that. I've always said, Roger, I've said something. I said... You know, if you get classic car people and just gearheads and car people together in the government, I think we'd be smooth sailing. I think you're absolutely right. How's that, Fred? I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, 100, I'm 100% behind that. I'm telling you. All right, so we got a caller who wants to jump in and try to win this magnetic flashlight holder. Who do we have? All righty. So up first, we've got Greg. 
Greg, welcome to the show. You heard the question. Greg, are you still with us? All right, Greg, you with us, partner? I don't know. Greg, put the popcorn, Tommy? microwave popcorn away. You're on the show. Tommy, is that actually you? Did Tommy? I the wrong button? I, I'm Tommy Rio. Hello. Oh, the world-famous Tommy Rio. Hang on a minute. We got it. Well, all right. Tommy, anytime we ask a question, we're giving stuff away. Are you going to answer the, que- the question for the challenge question? Absolutely, Frank. All right. Now, we, we talked about the 70s. Uh, I take it that's your era. Hey, Tommy, can you turn down your radio, please? Unbelievable time. Tommy, turn your radio down. Okay. Thank you. All right. So you, what's the, is it true or false? It, was that the 70s and emissions and things like that and oil embargo? Is that true? It, it, it's, it's absolutely true. The last. The last good vet they had was a 73 split bumper, which I actually personally owned on the 72,000 original miles that I got from the first uh, owner. And when that embargo hit and they changed the motors, they shrunk the cars, they killed the Mustang, they turned the Mustang into a joke. It was a Mustang 2. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Stop right there. Mechanics, we don't want to lose our mechanic friends. You just said Mustang 2. The Mustang 2, the little one that I owned, that I put the rear quarter panels on because they were very uh, cheap steel. Not good. Well, listen, you got the question right, so applause to you. We're going to send you out. Well, you can stop by the garage. You know where we live. Uh, We've got the unlimited flexibility of a light grip uh, magnetic light holder. Uh, Tommy, thanks for joining. We're going to move on. Tommy Rockstar, he calls in periodically. Yeah, and, thank you, uh, Tommy. We appreciate that. Now, the 70s was a, a volatile time for these sorts of things. Mechanics actually were smooth sailing, and all these emission devices in the 80s came, and it was it was all kinds of stuff that we had to learn. Like, we went from carburetor to, like, okay, here's the throttle body, then the electronic <laughs> carburetor. So uh, we also have Ken Vela. He's going to join us in a little bit, but... Uh, let you guys know we got Roger Falcioni, ClassicCars.com. If you've got a question about listing a classic car, 480-655-8870. Maybe you're listing in the wrong venue. Maybe it's been listed for, I don't know, three months and nobody's looking. And you know you got the greatest ride. ClassicCars.com is in-house, 480-655-8870. As well as we'd love to know your classic car history. Before we bring Ken on to join the conversation, uh, we talked about the Stanley Steamer. The biggest thing back then, Susie, was, you know, th- there was this sort of rivalry, uh, steam engine against the internal combustion engine. Okay. And it was, it was a scary time, actually. Sure. People were like, hey, I'm on my horse and carriage. So Stanley Steamer, that flying teapot, actually called the combustion engine that we're trying to market this the internal explosion engine Ooh, they were trying scary. to scare people that's scary yes it was so listen you guys hang tight we're going to come back with you we've got ken vela is going to be joining us along with roger falcioni of classiccars.com or you want to have tips on how to restore your ride we got ken vela coming next bolt-on technologies automotive software solutions auto repair shops that have bolt-on technology software Provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at BoltOnTechnology.com. 
Since 1919, Standard Motor Products has been manufacturing premium replacement parts for the evolving automotive aftermarket. Now, we want to hear your innovative product ideas during our SMP Always Innovating Challenge. To enter, simply visit our new product idea portal, which is accessible from the SMP Parts app or any SMP Engine Management brand website. Once there, tell us your new product idea in the appropriate field. Make sure to include the hashtag AlwaysInnovating. Our judges will review the entries and select the top five ideas for one of the corresponding prizes. A Samsung 65-inch curved 4K TV, an Oculus Rift virtual reality system, an Apple Watch, a pair of Bose wireless headphones, or a Nintendo Switch. The contest runs from June 1st to August 31st. For more information, including the official rules, visit smpalwaysinnovating.com. Ranch Nation, Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Well, all right. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. You guys are awesome. We always appreciate you joining us. You know, we talked about Stanley Steamer and the steam action. And, of course, Model T was in there. We can't forget uh, the legendary Model T. And that really is what transitioned. You know, cars had been around prior. They just couldn't figure out a way to mass market. People a little leery. And, of course, uh, the Model T broke all of that and made it available to the common individual and also leading to a very important part of time, which was really the transition of the roadways. If you really looked at history and said, wow, how did the era of the car evolve? Well, horse and carriage was all dirt roads and dirt roads was just the soup du jour. And so when the Model T came around, it was very high off the ground. It had to handle that. There was more industry work and then when we started developing our roadways people were excited the 20s the 30s the economy was doing well and that's when we went into that wondrous art deco period and uh before we dive into the art deco i've got to bring in our special guest we got ken vela joining us ken welcome to the show ken are you with us Frank, baby, I am here. You are here. Ken Vella with Wicked Customs. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we are journeying the classic car history. And yeah. we got to get right to it. You are a man of wrenches. You are a man of vision, style, and design. we got to talk about your 65 Porsche Speedster. I have to just bring this up because this is a car. We've posted it on our Wrench right. Nation Facebook I know that's not the only car, but tell us about the 65 Speedster. Well, actually, Frank, I'm going to have to correct you. It's a 56. Well, you know what? Malibu's, I've been corrected <laughs> twice now, but I'm just going to tell you, Malibu Surfside News, we love yeah, you. Malibu, there's nothing bad happening in Malibu, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but they do have it posted as a 65. So I will yeah, get some hate mail on all levels, <laughs> but we have the authority, Ken Vela with Wicked. Uh, tell us about the Porsche. Let's just yeah. call it the beautiful Porsche. <laughs> tell us about the Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we just trans transpose the numbers. I do that all the time, but... Um, yeah, it's, we based out it as a 56 horse speedster. Um, basically, it, it's set up at 625 horsepower. Um, the whole idea behind this thing was to make something that was never done with a speedster uh, or Porsche. And the difficult thing was to uh, try to perfect something that's already perfected. You, you don't want to change the lines or anything. You got to respect 
uh, what you're working with. So that was that was a big challenge uh, to see what, what was out there. And the last thing I wanted to do is uh, put something out there that was uh, that looked like a circus wagon, I guess you could say. I hear you. And a lot of folks listening right now have that very build, which is, you know, in stages. It takes time. What did you? Yeah. What challenge do you run into? You wanted to keep the originality, but still give it your signature. What advice would you have for somebody right now, uh-huh. trying to do the well, same? Yeah, the first thing we do is, I mean, if you want to do something that's just completely different, it's just just to check out and see what's out there first. You know, pick the car that you that uh, really inspires you and that you want to go ahead and just you know just go crazy with it. But see what's out there first. And if you want to be completely different and out of the box, then you don't want to do what everyone else is doing. Um, that that's the whole thing, and that makes it more difficult. But it actually makes it more fun too, because when you're going out to these shows, you're you're showing your car as a piece as a museum piece or a sculpture that uh, they've never seen uh some of the the, the parts or the, the combinations before and that gives uh, such uh, inspiration and, and just a, just a wow factor uh, about your car because too many times you build a car and there's so many products that are all the same and uh, like my 57 Chevy I have uh, or I have um you can buy ready-made parts that make those cars beautiful but when you go to the show, let's say there's 20 57s out there, and they're all using the same parts, and they're all beautiful, they're all gorgeous, just different colors. Uh, but you want to be able to stand out from the crowd, and that enables you as far as to get familiar with the judges, and uh, they, they see that, they like that, enjoy that, and, of course, uh, the attendees also. So when you start designing or doing things on your own or just really thinking out of the box, that's, that's pretty much the key. When you say think out of the box... You had mentioned something, looking forward. A lot of us don't think about, we have this ride. Of course, we're going to go back into history. We're going to study lines. We're going to study, you know, the originality of the vehicle. How do you look into, like, how do I know to look into what I really want if I'm, I'm really trying to keep it original? Well, a lot of times the car will tell you what it's going to what it's going to be. It's going to tell you what you're going to do to it. Ah, the um, Zen moment. Can we get a Zen moment? You think everybody should just look at the car, bring it home <laughs> in its raw beauty and have that Zen moment. Right. And if it's numbers matching, you've got the tank sticker, you've got uh, you know everything's all original. Um, let's say it's a it's an SS vehicle, and I'm, I'm we're talking Chevrolet. It could be anything. You know, uh, we we love anything. It doesn't matter what's what's on the on the tag. Um, but if it's a, an original car, the last thing you really want to do is is cut it up or tear it up. You want to respect that as much as possible. Um, if you want to go in that direction, let's say it's it's uh, it's a standard car that maybe you want to clone it into an SS or, or something a little custom. Um, then it's not as bad as far as uh, cutting up originality and, and value. Value is the key, too. Uh, the more original the car is, the more complete the car is, um, it's going to retain even more value. And you can go custom um, a lot of bolt-on things, that, but save those old parts that, that you're taking off that are original that you can't find um, anymore. Um, or you find reproductions that never fit like they're supposed to. Yeah, we got the 50, 54 Hudson, I should say, in the garage. It's been with us for some time, an interesting vehicle, of uh-huh. course, the car's car. And i got to tell you, in terms of price for some of these old emblems and parts, that center yeah. light in the grill, it lights up pretty cool, yeah. innovative back then. Um, that light's like $480 used. Yeah. I mean, so I think it's a good point you make. You find that a lot of builds will have a secondary uh, vehicle, yeah. sort of a part vehicle. Is that hand-in-hand? Hand? The donor, yeah. Yeah. 
The donor. Yeah, the donor. Heard I've never heard that before. Well, Susie, it's not a medical term. <laughs> Give me back well, my kidney. So that helps. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're doing some interesting things. Um, yeah. We are going to talk a little bit more about the Hot Wheels yeah. tour that's happening. Man, you got to love Hot Wheels. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're, you know, you're a scientist. Whether you have an advanced medical degree, you all have one thing in common. You've got a Hot Wheels somewhere laid up in, a, in your house. We all love Hot Wheels. And Ken Vela is doing some pretty cool stuff with uh, Hot Wheels. We're going to get to that in a moment. Of course, we have Roger Falsoni of the ClassicCars.com in-house. If you've got a car that you've been trying to sell, call us, 480-655-8870. And I speak to you because some of you may... Well, I'm not saying you're just going to put it on the corner and you've got a sign in chalk selling a 55. I know that you're doing a bit better than that. But are you in the right marketplace? Are you in front of that audience that is paying attention, that is looking? I'm not knocking Craigslist, but that's not probably the best place to be when you're selling, for that matter, uh, any wondrous ride. And speaking of any wondrous ride... What I really enjoy, and many of you listening can relate, we love a good story, the truth, the story behind an event. And what I really enjoyed, Roger, about classic cars, other than all the beauty that's on there for sale, uh, was the journalism side. Roger, tell us, you've got some really cool bits of information and news, uh, particularly what I'm reading right now, the Rodeo Drive Concourse. You're covering that 25th anniversary in Beverly Hills. Tell us about the back end of the great stories that you have on ClassicCars.com. Sure. Thank you. Uh, well, first of all, uh, being the number one marketplace, you know, marketplace is made up of buyers and sellers. Once they buy or sell, there's no reason for them to come. So a few years back, and just about three years ago, we uh, started this uh, journal, uh, and it's really worked out great for us. And within one year... Uh, out of the top 100 most influential automotive blogs, we came in number two. So that's powerful, and 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 mostly because of these great editors that we have. So well, you know, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, we can all relate. It's like you read stuff, and maybe you're on Twitter. I, I don't advise you to be on Twitter unless you're looking for Wrench Nation or Ken Vela <laughs> or ClassicCars.com. But we want the truth. Like we want to know mm. the story, but we also want to hear. What somebody has in their opinion of their journey. And that's the thing with cars. Whether it be a classic, can hit it on the point. Make it you. You want to abide by the originality. But you want to be able to have that story. When somebody walks up to that 55 Chevy, you can say, this is what happened at midnight. I was draining the oil and I, I, I hurt myself. <laughs> Whatever story you have, because... That's what makes it special, and I so admire that you have tied in some pretty cool bits of journalism. We've talked about the whole project with the 15 Jeep. That's amazing. And the thing about it, if you're listening and you've got, perhaps you've got a classic 84. I'll call an 84 a classic. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've got a Trans Am. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that we weren't part of some glorious era. That Trans Am has a place in your story that look you're selling it but now you can pass it on to someone else tell us about some of these modern day vehicles it's not just classic cars on classiccars.com no that's that's very true frank and and when we're talking about these cars uh you know 60s uh, uh 1969 camaros those kinds of cars uh muscle cars 
they're to a certain age group. And for for us, the the very next group that's coming along are these mid seventies to the mid to the eighties and nineties. So for us, that's very very important to sort of draw them in. We have a future classic car show that we have in January. A lot of our content is geared to bringing younger people into the hobby uh, so that they can participate as well. And one of the great things when we do have these shows and we have a chance to have this older generation meet the new generation that's using these other that that are that are owning these other cars, what we're finding is incredible compatibility. They see themselves when they were younger. The tools are different, the cars are different, but the passion is the same. And that's what really excites us when we see that. Ken, you're on hold. Of course, you're in the conversation with us. Ken Vello of Wicked Customs uh, doing an amazing job picking out vehicles and having a vision. We talked about what one would do. I have a 69 Camaro sitting in the garage, and I got a little frustrated because I couldn't find the parts or life happened. Ken, that's happened to you. you you've had to walk away sometimes, Yeah. Yeah, well, it's I call it like fall. You, know, you fall out of love, and then you fall back into love. I mean, it it, it happens all the time. That car, and, and wait, <laughs> that car smacked you back in love, didn't it? it oh yeah, it comes back. It <laughs> does. It, it's, as much as you uh, want to get away from it, it's, when it's in your blood, it's you, you can't deny it. That's, yeah, that's but that's so very true. And, and it's not all. It's not all glamorous, you know, owning a custom car or, or a classic car. Um, because they do break down. I mean, on the other side, it's uh, when you're cruising along and everything's going perfect, uh, it's awesome. Um, but be able to handle when it doesn't uh, go as planned, not to give up on it and just keep going. Um, Roger, you hit it on the head as far as uh, also, too, with the younger generations and the new generation. Um, or I'm sorry, the uh, younger generation and the older generation, uh, that they would mix so well together um, because we do remember what it was like starting out in the beginning when we were mm-hmm. kids. We didn't have very much money. Uh, we did the best we could uh, to build these cars. And you go to these cruise events, and you see these gorgeous cars and these older guys. And you're like, gosh, I wish I could do that. But you, it, it, it comes around, and, and, and it happens uh, every generation. And, and it's uh, all walks of life uh, as far as uh, monetary. It doesn't matter. We're all car guys and girls, and uh, we all are on the same level um, when we're talking about our vehicles, whether it's motorcycles, anything with wheels on it. I have it's a question, really cool. Ken. This is a yeah. this is a topic I, I've raised this in the past okay. uh, with some of our listeners, some of our viewers on our Wrench Nation Facebook page. There is something going on right now, and I and I could be wrong. I, I may have some hate on this. Mm-hmm. Boxing traditionally was the soup du jour. Boxing. Everybody watched boxing. Oh, I wanted to be a boxer. You look like a boxer. Thanks. So do you? Not the dog. Not the dog. A boxer, but a fighter. Ken. But well, no, I have a boxer too. Seven oh, year old. well, you're just full of boxes, buddy. <laughs> Think outside the, the box, Ken. Look like they're dogs. So. But true. seriously, this is a yeah. point I want to make, and I would like to have, and I'm going to start with Roger. This is a yeah. point. Boxing was soup du jour. People watched boxing. NASCAR was soup du jour. It still is. Yeah. However, boxing transitioned to the UFC, NASCAR, NHRA is transitioning. My youngsters, they're drifting. They're drifting. Roger, these youngsters, I just have to tell you, uh, Tyler, who's a champion, younger technician, he's been on the show. He's a graduate here of the automotive program. 
I ask him, hey, do you, you, you know who John Force is? Well, kind of, he says. But he names off that whole scene. And so I feel it necessary as folks in communication, whether we have a great platform to buy and sell cars or whether we have a show or whether, Ken, we're up in the bays, you know, arduously going through a wonderful attention to detail build. Mm-hmm. Roger, we got to make that connection with the future. Absolutely. And without it, the whole industry falls apart. So that is the future. I mean, we, uh, when, we, when we bring these folks together, like I said before, they do uh, really hit it off because of, of the passion of it. Uh, uh, but, um, uh, but if we don't do something, it's, 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 it's really a problem. What I thought was really cool, and I've always said this, like you, Madison Avenue will label demographics. Well, they're millennial. You can't speak their language. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I mean, I get, I, I get it. But you have to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, exactly. if, if you took Navy SEALs, they're all car guys. There ain't a single Navy SEAL that's not a car guy. What I'm getting at is Navy SEALs, they're special forces. Car people are special people. Forces to connect people. Did I make sense there? Maybe, Ken? <laughs> I don't know. But I have a point, and my point is cars bring people together, man. Yeah, Come on. Do. Roger, yeah, you did something really cool. Last January, you had the Future Classic Car Show, and one of our mm-hmm. biggest automotive industry weeks. The weather's really nice, by the way, during that time, mm-hmm. where lots of car shows are happening. Tell us this past January about the Future Classic Car Show. Sure. Uh, so, Frank, one thing that makes Classic Cars so special, it's really the passion. So, you know, there's a memory connected to it. There's a passion built in, and that transcends ages. And I think as long as we keep that in mind, it works great. So in the Future Classic Car Show, we had an opportunity to start bringing these folks together. And it was incredible. Now the music was different. Well, <laughs> you can't. Well, wait the a music minute. was different. All I right. Mean... Well, wait a minute. So let's talk about the music because car culture has a little bit of the music in there too. That's right. Um, what you're saying is that the menu of items that people were eating regarding music, people were still spirited and full. Their bellies were full in spirit, is what you're saying. They just ate a little differently. That's exactly right. Can I use that? Because I don't know how well I'm doing today with these analogies. (laughs) (laughs) But you have a quote here. When you have a car that looks good at 20 years old, it's still going to look good at 50 years old. It just will, especially when it has all the right curves. This was from a Florida-based car collector, Brian Stiles, uh, who you've quoted on the site who, uh, about sort of the domestic Japanese European vehicles that are manufactured between the seventies and present day. We mm-hmm. can't forget. And with this Scottsdale event, you're putting these people together. We are. We are. And, and an interesting thing that, uh, Ken said, uh, you know, in old classic cars, originality really matters. And the differences in today, in, in this next generation, these next cars, highly customized. So, how do we value them? You know, this kind of puts everything a little bit upside down. So it's an interesting time, certainly, to be in the classic car field. Uh, but I think we have to be open to it. You know, like you said, I it's a different so. era. But uh, yeah. but uh, it's and Ken just mentioned it as well. It it this has happened before. 
It's happened in yeah, the transition we, from the 50s we ain't going to anywhere. the 60s. I, look, you guys in Dubai with your flying taxis, <laughs> listen, <laughs> you, you are not going to affect us here because classic cars, all cars, love, joy, family, bringing people together. Stay tuned. we got Ken Vela coming back, Roger Falcioni of ClassicCars.com. Your questions next. Home or vehicle have horrible odors and smells that will not go away? Cigarette smoke and pet odors? Having difficulty selling your house or vehicle because of a nasty odor problem? Eliminate, eradicate, obliterate, and exterminate those nasty home or vehicle odors for good. Odorzona. Set an appointment now, 602-845-8927. Great news! The Platinum Treatment. We treat one home or business and the vehicle is free. A $200 value. Call now. 602-845-8927, Odorzona, 602-845-8927, and give those odors a knockout punch for good. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. This is Wrench Nation. Well, all right. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. We're talking classic cars, 480-655-8870. And you know what? Yes, we decided we're talking some 1970s, 1980s. If you drive that 84 Chrysler Baron with that little chime, the door is ajar. Hey, that's a classic, I would say. I think all things classic in the history of that is what it means to you. First and foremost, um, I wanted to touch base with uh, Ken Vela real quick. Ken, I, I pulled out... I mean, this show, God, time goes by so quick. I pulled out the 1938 Cadillac 60 special. Uh, of course, Bill Mitchell from GM, and you know the name. I mean, mm-hmm. gosh, where did we go? Like automotive engineers and stylists, they were the Picasso of the day. Not so much today, maybe? It's it's changing. Um, we did a we did a talk over at the uh, Art Center in Pasadena, which is you know worldwide known, and, and some of the top designers come out of there. Chip Poos, um, uh, as an example, uh, Henrik Fisker. Um, it, it's just it's an amazing time. But yeah, back in the day, if you were a designer, which I do have a friend who's ninety two, Orville Selders, he actually designed uh, with uh, Mitchell the uh, the uh, Tornado. Uh, with GM back in the day, and he was one of those one of those guys. And the stories are just unbelievable. Um, and the attention to details, I mean, you can see it throughout, and it's it's lost its way throughout the years. And I and I truly think that it's coming back. It's uh, it, it's 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 finally you're you're starting to see the the, the headlights, the taillights, the fine little details that are that are um, in in place now that that weren't before. So it, it's it changed so much. We had a question for Roger regarding. Uh, Tommy's flying cloud. Mm-hmm. I got to get it right. Ken, by the way, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I need to take some medicine, possibly some vitamins, but I call the flying cloud the flying spur. Flying I spur. I don't know time. what is wrong yeah. with me. Do you ever do that? Do you ever mix? And they like, you go out to a car show and you're like, I know what car, I, you know the car, but you go out and for some reason you call it the wrong car. Um, I, I had that issue with the Challenger and the Charger. I got screwed oh, yeah. very, very well on that. I said, well, four doors, wait a minute. Which one has four doors? Which one, which, which is the two door? And you, and as car people, what do we do? As car people, we, you know, we got our little coffee in hand or, you know, and we're, we try to be like, we do, oh, I, okay, I knew that. All right. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me talk to this guy with his Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> so Roger, uh, Roger, we have, uh, the flying cloud, uh, 
interesting. Uh, if you got you got the information there, I do, I do. And so a gentleman called about a 1930 REO cloud, and uh, we happen to have one on the site that's a, uh, a one year later, uh, and the price is around uh, forty eight thousand nine hundred dollars. So, you know, people typically put a few extra grand on there, you know, for 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 uh, purposes of uh, of uh, a profit, a profit, let's say, uh, but certainly to uh, yeah, it's okay, profit's yeah, it's okay. okay. So, so I <laughs> I, I think uh, the situation was he was looking for around forty thousand. So that looks like a good. Price. He may be in there. He may be right in there. Exactly. I'm saying throw some fuzzy dice and get another grand. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Give uh, it a Ken, shot. Ken, you're doing some incredible things. Um, we have talked about this, of course, in my time spent with you and. Uh, Fireball out yeah. in Malibu was al- always a good time. I'm due to go back out. Of course, Fireball, uh, Ken, you're in there with many others, uh, and mm-hmm. you never know what celebrity is going to be in house, but you guys do the wheels and oh. waves, which, I mean, come on, people, this is a chock full of goodness, a kaleidoscope of amazing. You think you're at a museum. You're not. You're in a car show with a just incredible chrome and just sex- sexiness. Can I say sexiness? You can say oh, cool. sexiness. Cars are sexy. Of course. All right, then. I just needed the approval. FCC, I hope you're okay. Um, but you guys do an amazing show, but you've teamed up with the Hot Wheels. Tell us about Hot Wheels. Yeah, actually, working with the Automobile Driving Museum and, and the Hot Wheels event um, is quite fantastic because you get a chance to uh, work with the kids, um, the, the upcoming um, hot rodders and, and car people. Uh, that it's just, it's just so neat to see their, their eyes open. And there's no instruction needed. You hand them a hot wheel, they automatically know what to do with it. They just start having fun. And it's so neat to see them without uh, the electronics, you know, the phones. Yeah, that that is so cool. I mean, I've always said, like, get them out of that digital face plant and get them under hood face plant. Um, So Hot Wheels, real quick, we've got a few minutes. Hot Wheels is traveling the country. For those of you that don't know, they're going to be here in Scottsdale in September. They are looking for the next Hot Wheels. Is this correct? Yes, on September 22nd, uh, Phoenix, uh, actually Chandler is where it's going to be at the um, the Walmart parking lot there. Okay, well, hold on a second. Stop the presses. Wait a minute. We had little bubbles as balloons popping in bubbles. Chandler, yeah. Arizona is where we live and breathe. Uh-oh. Susie? Yeah, you said Chandler and I just perked up. There's nothing that comes through Chandler without us knowing about That's anything. Right. I don't care if it looks Chandler like a... Get... <laughs> no, come to Chandler and get your hot Twinkie. Yeah! Oh, oh, you had to go with the Twinkie. Look oh. at You are such a linguist, my friend. <laughs> sorry, um, sorry. So Hot Wheels is doing this national tour. They're looking. They're yeah. going to many cities. Where can folks find that if they think, hey, I've, I've got a car that, that should be a Hot Wheel? Where can they find that? Um, actually, you go on their, uh, their Hot Wheels site, uh, hotwheels.com, uh, the Legends Tour. So they're going 15 um, actual cities, and they're going to pick one finalists from each city and then at the very end they're just going to pick one car which will i believe will be in sema and they'll actually make a hot wheel of that particular car well rock on that's incredible brother ken vela with wicked customs where can we find you give us a website please website it's going to be wickedcustoms.com so it's w-i-k-d customs with a k uh, a little George Barris reference, and then KenVellaMC.com. I'm actually the uh, the Hot Wheels uh, MC, the Automobile Driving uh, Museum, uh, their spokesperson, the Murphy Museum, and uh, what else are we do? We do uh, Toastmasters International. I also do some teaching and voice work too. So, um, well, we're just trying to keep so, up with you, Barry White of uh, yeah. Carcass. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 
Show us your love uh, on online with your uh, you know your hashtags and your at signs, and look us up, and we'll follow and follow back. And that's what it's all about: is just keep going and and keep this passion alive. I believe it's it's our mission and our goal uh, to to you know, do the future and, and show and inspire. And yeah, we need to get back to roots and family, definitely. Ken Vella, thank you for hanging. Wicked Customs. Ken, we're going to have you on the show again. And, of course, we'll probably do some live video. We're going to just do some video next time I'm out there at the Wheels and Waves every third. Is it every third Sunday, correct? Every third Sunday from 7 to 9. Uh, free Hot Wheels that we hand out. Free coffee for the first 100. And you never know who's going to pop in. Uh, we had, uh, let's see, Dick Van Dyke the other day just popped in and said hi. That was amazing. Yeah, I always told folks, this is my tagline or phrase or something. Mm-hmm. If you're going to Disneyland, cut it short. Don't do the teapot dry little thingy, <laughs> but go down and see the wheels and waves out in Malibu. You guys rock. Thank you so much, Ken Vela. You rock, brother. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Ken. Thank you so much. Roger, thank you. Nice meeting you, Ken. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, this is just, I mean, this is what we do. I mean, like I said, put car people in government. We'll straighten out the whole world. We'll make, everybody will have water. Everybody will be happy. The taxes won't be too high, too low. Put car people in office. Amen. But, uh, Roger, some final words before we wrap up. Of ClassicCars.com, many people want to list a vehicle. Please tell us how easy it is. Uh, It's a great question, and it's real easy. So it's all online. You can upload your photos. You can upload up to 100 photos, unlimited description. It's on until the car is sold, so it gives people a chance to try some different prices. Uh, uh, We also have a great customer service group that will actually help you you know, if the, we've had some photos that don't look all that great. I like so, that. So you're you know, not you're not just taking money and saying, no. "Oh, that." Fo-. I mean, I've seen those pictures. Like, that's the wrong car. That's, well, <laughs> we've had some taken in a in a uh, in a room where the lights were dim. You know, and you can yeah. barely see it. So that is so really you know, a cool. little bit of help that way. Folks are that. great. And yep. what, what you said about car people, everybody that that we contact with and that contacts us. They are just terrific, and we enjoy the interaction with them. We love helping them sell their car, and we particularly love people buying their cars because that means, of course, more and more people into the classic car field. Awesome. We are just grateful. A pleasure to have you on the show. Roger Falcioni of ClassicCars.com. We certainly will do this dance again. We almost need, God, well, we need a three-hour show maybe. <laughs> uh, but we are so happy to have you on, and thank you for spending time. Roger Falcioni, yeah, Roger. ClassicCars.com. My thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thank boy, you. oh, boy, this show just moves and Too grooves. Too fast, Frank. It does, Too fast. I got one more event you guys know at every end of the show. We give you a little bit of the weird automotive news. Well, you got a drone, it's in your backyard, or perhaps you saw a drone flying over, you're out in your underwear just minding your business. The drones are here, people, you know that. Well, scientists are developing drones to seal road cracks with 3D printed asphalt. They will fly over, look at the crack, weld it, fix it, and off they go, and you don't know nothing. Maybe you heard a little buzzing, but that was it. You can catch that story, autoblog.com, people. Boy, that's crazy. Crazy. All right, you guys want to stay tuned for next week's show. We're going to go into a little bit more of a technical journey. AC Tips, what you are getting wrong. It's costing you money. It's costing you time. You're cutting corners. We have a special show next Wednesday dedicated to the real and the raw of AC Tips. As I say every week, people, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. John's Refrigeration and Train. Installation partners for all train air conditioning systems or trade-ins. Offers vary by equipment. 
complete program eligibility, qualifying systems, dates, details, and restrictions at JustCallJohns.com. It's hard to stop a train. 